So Zeke, I know you punted the cold open to me last week and you wanted me to do it and I wasn't prepared. I am prepared this week. I'm going to take this burden off your hands. So I've been thinking about something during this whole quarantine. Do you know who the most prepared people for this whole quarantine ever could have been? Boy Scouts. No, even more so than that. You know those crazy coupon people and they have those shows on them on TLC and they go by like because they have the coupons and they have those books and they have a whole system and they book go buy 50 soaps. The grocery store pays them to get the soap because they have too many coupons. Like they'll go out there with three bins full of shit and it'll cost them 30 bucks. Have you ever seen that? I've seen it. I bet Danny's seen it too. Yeah, I've seen it. Extreme couponing. They spend a dollar on groceries and they get like hundreds of dollars worth of groceries. Do you think they're selling that shit on a secondary market somewhere? I always I end up behind them in line. The least they could do is give you a roll of toilet paper right now. Oh my God, I wish I had toilet paper. everyone my name is john edwards and virtually with me is zeke baker but together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day zeke baker coming in strong there chugging straight from the wolf pack bottle uh, not chugging just sips i'm sitting outside too lazy to use a glass how are you my friend you know i'm good but to this coupon notion you have i'll just toss it out for perspective those people actually are probably mental health wise in a worse shape than a lot of folks because that's almost a compulsion that they have to fulfill and do and they're still getting mail every week so they're getting all these coupons but they're under quarantine you're not supposed to leave so they can't go out and use the coupons to buy more stuff i don't know the grocery store is like the one place you can go just telling you i I think this is hurting them to a strong degree we'll ask some therapists how they did (laughs) and how they held up but we have two of our really really good friends back mike and danny from penelope bourbon i'm going to introduce them here in a minute before we do that want to let you know today's show is sponsored by castcartel.com changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol and we keep talking about the quarantine and not going out what better thing to do when you can't go out than get liquor shipped directly to your door they have gin they have vodka whiskey tequila scotch whatever it is they have it people get mad when i forget rum they do have rum too also follow them on instagram at cast cartel they're always doing good giveaways for their followers they just gave away some blanton's gold they sent out some blood oath pack six i think i saw some people get so check out our friends at castcartel.com get your liquor shipped to your door follow them on instagram at cast cartel without further ado our friends mike and danny from penelope bourbon we always have a good time talking to you guys i think our last show was super special because we all came out going like oh shit did we just become friends like all four of us and we love having you on welcome back how are you yeah man good to be back and um I, I remember that first show very, very clearly. I think Danny and I were just talking about it uh, earlier today where it was <laughs> my first time in Nashville. Oh, um, my God. And, you know, we took the three and a half hour drive from Frankfurt down to Nashville uh, during our bottling run. And I didn't really have much to eat that night. And I had a lot of barrel strength bourbon that night. And <laughs> next thing you know, I ended up missing my flight. 
I think when I woke up the next day, my flight had already landed in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, it was a very good first show with the dads for sure. Danny, you took him out downtown after you guys did the podcast with us. Like, lest anybody think that it was us that did this to Mike. <laughs> this was your fault, Danny. Uh, yeah, it was my fault. I said shot in a beer. Every bar, we hit up every single bar, shot in a beer, because uh, we only had like three hours, and it really got the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny is like that silent type. You got to worry, like the quiet ones you always have to worry about. Mike's the one out there talking to everyone. Danny's the one who's like quietly like, hey, Mike, we're going to do a shot in a beer. Exactly. We had a really good time that night. That was great. It was awesome. Where'd you guys go when you were there? What what honky tonks did you hit up? I remember Danny, you would know. We literally hit up every single one down the strip. Just started at one end and went to the other. And then we ended up on like the fifth floor of some diner. It was a, like a high-rise diner. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last thing I remembered. It's called the diner, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Good. Easy enough. Good to know. You think we can ever get you back in Nashville? You think the, the country will ever open up to bring you back down here? Scott, I hope so. I'm ready to get back. We'd love to. Now, we all know yeah, Mike has Penelope, his daughter Penelope, I mean. What's it like being cooped up with a, a young and I think, Danny, you have kids too, right, that are pretty young? Yeah, Cooper, he's 11 months old. 11 months, I would say. He, he ate his own shit yesterday. <laughs> 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 and somehow it was it was my fault <laughs> but he's not as needy as like a toddler that's yelling at you when you're trying to have a call saying daddy daddy i'm fancy daddy i want this i want food i want this turn this on tv i want to do abc mouse etc for me it's crazy i mean because she's you know about a year and a half so she's running around everywhere and if I'm sitting in my office, which is, you know, I'm in my office now, I mean, she comes barging in. It's like a hurricane or a tornado everywhere she goes, grabbing everything in sight. And she's literally finding closets and stuff that I've never even seen before and pulling it out and throwing it everywhere. It's a little tricky, but, you know, we manage. I go and pick up Cooper this week and like a ninja, he takes his finger and literally shoves it into the middle of my skull through my nose. And I just start... <laughs> I just start gushing blood through my nose. I didn't even know an 11 month old could do that. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. I mean, I had hair before she got to about 11, 12 months. And then I think she pulled out half of it. And then I just took the rest myself. You talking about your back? <laughs> no, she unfortunately didn't pull that hair out. It's like breaking bad. You went, <laughs> you went, uh, you went bald. She started just pulling it and, and, the chest hair, I think, is the worst is when she like is crawling all over you and using you as like a, a jungle gym, but she grabs your chest hair to pull herself up. That is the worst feeling in the world. I would say that's worse than getting kicked in the junk. You know, at least I know what to expect. I always get caught off guard being kicked in the junk. Never the same. <laughs> Just wait till you have a toddler. You're going to become numb to it at some point because it's going to happen so much. <laughs> We've been going off on a tangent, but that's what these shows are about. It's all about us having fun and spending some time together. But what has Penelope been up to since we last talked? You guys are an up and coming, growing brand. There's a lot of good stuff you're doing. Let's hear about it. Yeah, man. We've been, uh, you know, we've been busy. I think uh, since when we were there in November, 
you know, we went through the December holiday craze. I mean, I think Danny and I personally did like 500 tastings in December. And then came January and we launched in New York, uh, Metro and upstate. We launched in Nebraska and uh, just been, you know, still grinding in with Wisconsin and New Jersey, our home state. So you got Nebraska and Wisconsin before you decided to come to Tennessee. Well, we just haven't had, you know, with Nebraska, we, you know, we had a distributor reach out to us and the guy's like, Hey, we want to carry your product. I said, all right, let's get a look at getting our permit. And then, you know, typical, you know, typical New Jersey, you know, we've been in business now for almost two years. We still don't even have our license. We have a temporary permit to operate Nebraska. We literally got our liquor license in an hour. <laughs> it was amazing. It so was it's crazy, a- dude. I go, what? This is nuts. I mean, it's taken me two years. I still don't have it in New Jersey. I go to Nebraska. It took one hour. Anything. Bro, it was nuts. And the, no, just they, the most helpful. You can get them on the phone in like twenty, you know, like anytime you need them. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And we we really liked the, our distributor out there, and so um, they've actually been awesome to work with, uh, even through this crisis. They've been uh, just a great partner. And what are you guys drinking tonight before we keep going? I should have stopped us. Danny, well, fancy, fancy decanter. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking uh, an eight-year, 99% MGB corn, a little special thing that I found. That's why it's in a decanter, because it, it was in like this plastic thing that, it, that we found. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those things that you had in the back of the, the cupboard. And uh, the 99 corn is like, is, I mean, it's one of my favorites. And uh, I just sip it all the time. There is a 99 corn light whiskey. Tarek, how many did he pick down at Elixir? Like six in total? Well, no, it was four and then flight risk. Uh, yeah, flight risk was the first one. That was a short barrel hazmat. And then he had four more come in. They did that uh, four horsemen thing on. But um, a few other places have, have done some. And uh, I mean, for the most part, I've been a pretty big fan as well of the light whiskey. I've had a couple that seem to have a little too much oak to them. And some folks say it's just too sweet for them, but I mean, to me, that's just crushable. They're all high proof too. Like, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I didn't know. I didn't know what proof this was when I got it. And hey, uh, Zeke, uh, Zeke, you may want to check. Is your house on fire? <laughs> 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 so you may want to just make sure you put the cigar out. <laughs> no, that's uh, I'm near the freeway, so it, it picks up stuff from time to time. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, they're still looking for Zeke, Mike. They just haven't found him yet. And John, I remember you were saying the light whiskey. I, I wonder how that compares to the the, the bourbon of the ninety nine corn. I it- love the light whiskey. I mean, have you have you seen it? Have you seen what it looks like? The MGP product? Yeah, no. I haven't. Hold on. No, I haven't. This one's ninety nine corn. It's one hundred and forty seven point three proof. Yeah, right, yeah I guess. Is a new barrel versus a used one. So I think all the light whiskeys are in a used barrel. Okay. Let's see what this one is. Now you got me thinking because every time I drink it, it kind of hits me a little hard. I mean, it's not light in color, you know? It's 114. It has it probably has a lower barrel entry. But the um, the profile on the light whiskey to me is just, you know, super vanilla, sugar, caramel. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a Werther's with twice as much sugar in it. So, you know, the butterscotch kind of dials down a little bit and the caramel and the vanilla shoot up. Especially on the finish. Super rich. And then high proof as hell. It's like yeah. having a candy. I mean, that all the, the candy notes just shoot up on the finish on you. Sometimes I feel like it's my, uh, what do they call that in like the meals? You have like your. Aperitif? Uh, like, Appetizer? Yeah. 
no, the the palate neutralizer almost. Yeah, the cleanser, kind of like a ginger with sushi, right? <laughs> right. That's why I feel like it's like my go-to neutralizer. It uh, like brings me back to neutral, then I can go back onto like some adventure. I love how your neutrals like still 115 14. proof. <laughs> how far you guys have come from your 80 proof Penelope? Still love the 80. <laughs> no, right? Still love the 80. <laughs> uh, dude, that's my that's my jam right there. I was having the 80 the other day, at, and then I had the side-by-side. So admittedly for you guys, the first drink I had tonight was the Penelope Cast Strength 58.9 ABV, 117.8 proof. I love this pour. I really think you guys knocked it out of the park with the barrel strength. You're obviously sitting here. Each one of you has samples going on. I mean, we asked Danny what he was drinking. We didn't ask Mike what he was drinking. Mike, you're also drinking a sample, aren't you? I, I was, but I'm actually, so right now in this particular glass, I just poured it. I, this is the batch four of our barrel strength. So this is the latest one. This was, uh, we bottled this in February. What did you um, name one, this one? Well, barrel strength, we're just, uh, only the 80 proof we're doing the names. With uh, barrel strength, we're just going by numbers. Ah. Um, and honestly, what's funny is like, we still, I think just now we figured it out. Like batch one, barrel strength, we didn't include a batch number on the label batch two we included batch two on the label batch three which you have right there we didn't and then batch four we include batch zero four so we need to fine tune it on the 80 proof i think we've had this conversation last time we uh i think we have a a plan going forward for how we're going to be naming our 80 proof batches and uh for barrel strength i think we kind of just figured it out so it's a work in progress we took us a little while to, to get there on that note, at least I'll uh, I'll dive in so I don't forget one of the questions I thought of earlier in the day when uh, was you're thinking about the show. Are you shooting for consistency in the profile in the batches, or more open to variances and just kind of letting the juice speak for itself? I think we didn't really know going into it. To be honest with you, we had no idea. And I think for us, I think the big thing was uh, we now know uh, we, there's going to be nuances. There's going to be differences. I think when we did the last show, you guys picked up on those nuances like right away. Uh, there's different notes. There's different flavor profiles amongst the barrels, the batches, everything. So I think that's why we want to, you know, I, we want to make it a consistent profile as uh, from like an umbrella perspective. But understanding that each batch is going to be different. Like batch four is very different than what John's drinking with batch three. The three mashes that go into our blend are so different and dynamic alone with themselves the the blend is so delicate i mean even like a fraction of a percentage change in the in the blend like one mash versus the other changes the taste profile we've learned that over the last couple batches to what mike was just saying but uh like i'm drinking the 99 percent corn right now but it, and that's a component of our of our blend and it's just important to really understand each of the components and how they how they marry together but like I said, it's there, it's so delicate this this blend, so it does change between batches. I think a reason why our like a lot of the Penelope like Penelope our eighty proof our barrel strength it's it's a subtle profile, and I think a lot of it's because we didn't you know we were coming from like we're coming from different backgrounds we're not from this industry, and you know we we're taking just three bourbon mash bills that we got from MGP. And we're blending them together. So all three of these bourbons are aged separately. And when you're actually blending 
you know, aged bourbon that's three, three years old and in the wheat's two years old, it's, it is just more delicate. I mean, that's why the 80 proof really has absolutely no bite. It took us a while to figure that out. The first couple batches were a little rough for us. I mean, it did take us a while to really understand what the best process is for us. I hear you guys say all this. I feel like the 80 proof is where you're supposed to blend to be consistent all around. Who gives a shit on the barrel strength? Each one of those is going to be different and it's going to be a different release and some are going to taste really good. I mean, that's where you're probably working at the proof and figuring out where each barrel is going to be because the proof is different. Uh, depending on how it was in the barrel, each barrel is going to age different. Each barrel is going to end up at a different proof. Like I wouldn't even try to worry about keeping it at the same profile. There's always things that are going to connect it in the sense that it's the same mash bill, but I wouldn't worry about it. You know, consistency in a certain piece there. It's like each one of those is its own release in and of itself. That's what we're starting to, to realize as well. I mean, the 80 proof we've always wanted um, consistency. Oh, you um, got I, you to. Know, and, think- and when you're blending to a certain proof, when you're blending to 80 proof, it's a lot easier to make that a certain mm-hmm. consistency, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, absolutely. There are so many variables that we are starting to try to track, but it, we're starting to realize that it really comes down to just the profiles of the, you know, each barrel or each uh, blend of each mash. And then kind of putting the pieces together to come up with the final blend. It's just been, uh, you know, it's been tricky for us, like Mike said. And uh, Yeah, even but, now we're getting, you know, I'm getting barrels. Like all of a sudden we're looking into the like the details and I'm like, all right, well, why does this taste different? Like, how does this possibly taste different? Like literally, how is this possible? And then, you know, yeah, we're, we're, like, oh, well, it's a Robinson, from Robinson Cooperage or it's a Kelvin or it's a Stayside. And, I mean, honestly, these, these Cooperages are throwing crazy different flavors at us. Like now we know we love that Kelvin rye. You know, we love that, you know, our rye that's aged in Kelvin barrels or our corn in Speyside. So we're, you know, we're slowly getting there. I think we're getting better and better at it. Yeah, that's why we're trying to really dive into the components that make up our blend and really understand them. That way, when we're there dumping the barrels that we can on the fly pick up, you know, what notes we're missing and start interchanging them you know, between the different mashes to get back to that, that Penelope profile. Well, I think you're on the right track though, as far as like Mike said, you want variance, but you want it to be under the same umbrella. I think that's the perfect philosophy because, you know, as a consumer, you, you want that kind of, all right, we got the same baseline here, but the nuances are fun. It, you know, it shows the, you know, array, array, a range of the product and also, you know, gives all of us something to talk about like, oh, well, batch three had this, but batch four had that. Why do you think? Which one do you like better? And, you know, without, if it's all the same over and over and over, what the right. hell are we going to talk about? <laughs> it's, it's difficult for us. I mean, it's hard when we're sitting there and we have all these barrels dumped and liquid in, in these totes and we're trying to put them together and you have one shot. You can't go back. Once you, once you blend something, you can't pull it apart again and you have a lot of barrels that took a long time to make on the table so that it's really stressful when we do it you know we go back and forth and really like you know try to try to really get it to where we need it and uh something that we walk away that day after we blend something and we say that we're proud of it you know that's that's the goal i think that's you know better than 
you know, trying to chase the same profile. It's kind of like, um, we know folks that, you know, are in picking groups and, you know, do some picks and some guys get really hung up on, well, you know, when I went to this place and picked, you know, I think this was the best barrel I've ever done. Like, you know, I'm not going to be satisfied until I find, you know, the equivalent of that or better again. Well, sorry, it ain't going to happen. The world doesn't work that way. Like you got to have a, a manageable expectation. And if you go in with, all right, you know, here's the characteristics that we, we find true to our product. Here's what we want people to always get. But here's our, our room for not error, but just variance. And that's just natural. And, you know, I think having that mindset, you're, you're not going to lose as much sleep as night or, you know, fret over, well, what if we put a little bit more of that in there? Or maybe a little bit more of that. Like, no, it's good, damn it. Just keep rolling. So every exactly. time you go in to actually do the blend, do you put like M&M's lose yourself on your headphones? <laughs> I feel like that. If you had one shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right? And then Danny and I just, it's like the program. We spit in each other's faces and we get ready to go. <laughs> My favorite part of that movie is when, when he got put on D-line and he goes outside and he's like, seat at the table and he takes the car window and he smashes it with his head. Yeah. That's such a good movie. As oh, a football great. player, the program. Seat at the table was just like starting D stayed at the table. <laughs> That's the guy that painted his face, right? He was also in any given Sunday. His, oh, yeah. his oh, really? character's name was Lattimore and he was also in any given Sunday and was uh, one of the linemen in that movie as well. I remember they, they had the controversial scene where they laid in the middle of the street with the cars going by them, but they took yeah, that right. out in they some took of it out. Yeah. Imagine actually doing it. Imagine that today. They wouldn't take that out. But who was his love interest in that? One of the coach's daughter or something? No. No, it was uh, she, she played was in tennis. The show, I think. I think. My favorite part of that was the uh, the football and how all the guys just keep knocking it out of his hand. And like everywhere he goes, he has to keep chasing the thing down no matter what <laughs> yeah. he's doing. Yeah. It just kept going throughout the whole movie. You know, oh, got to get the football, man. I got to go. Like, what, well, no, they did it guy? to him in the middle of class. And. Because he, yeah. he was a freshman and he and he fumbled the ball in a game. So then the mm-hmm. coach said, you got to walk around with this ball at any time somebody knocks it out of your hand. If anybody else brings this ball back to me instead of you, you better start praying. <laughs> they would just get him at all, all these random times. That's how we pep each other up before blends. Very similar to the program. Um, <laughs> and uh, we go right into it, man. We go right in for the, we go right in and we get prepared. And, you know, for us, it's a little, it's a little tricky because we're using someone else's facility too. So it's like, we have a time constraint and there's a lot, I mean, I remember that in the beginning, man, we were like, it was kind of deer in headlights. We were like, Oh, whoa. Yeah. I mean, and they're starting to tap their feet. Like guys, come on. We got to like, you know, we got to run lines here. You know, it's not like we run our business and we're like, well, we don't have it yet. And so it just adds to a little bit of the chaos. Mike and I actually stopped the line one time into it, literally laid out all the cases in chronological order and went through every single case and tasted it and kind of like revamped the blend and restarted it because we weren't happy with what we, you know, what we started. Zeke was actually asking me earlier, who controls your blend? Is that you guys or is it Castle and Key helping you? It's Danny. Danny does. Danny's our master blender. I mean, he, that's that's all Danny. Well, I could tell because he busted out the hydrometer and you did not. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking. <laughs> you were drinking and Danny's like, let me see how what the proof actually is in this 99% corn whiskey. Yo, know, dude, and I'm the one that's like, yeah, it's like, like 115-ish. <laughs> 
I like very exact numbers. <laughs> yeah, Danny doesn't like when I use the term ish. Like there's no <laughs> ish in his vocabulary. You're it's a sales specific. guy. You have a lot of ish in you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ish. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, uh, no, I do a lot of, I do basically how it really, we structure the business. And that's why we've, we've worked so well together is I really handle, you know, really sales marketing, Danny's creative. operations. And creative and Danny's supply chain and operations in our in our blend. I, I was trying to convince Danny to change his title to chief product officer. He's right. chief operating officer. And I was like, dude, like okay, we gotta spruce that up a bit. But <laughs> you realize, like for bourbon and whiskey, the traditional things that you would think of as like CEO and like things like that, it it's not as cool to people outside of being like master blender, master taster, master distiller. It's like th- that is the title that actually brings the prestige. On the notion of, uh, you know, the back to the blending, would it be feasible almost just to have uh, you know, like four ounces thieved out of all the barrels that, you know, you're going to be working with for that batch? They just send it up to you ahead of time so you could at least, you know, tinker with it and have an idea of, you know, what kind of ratio you're wanting to go with and, and what the, uh, you know, the composition is going to be overall once you get there. I think, I think so. But like we started doing that kind of early on and then I don't know if we could grow that way. I think you, I want to, I want to start now training to be able to think on the fly and be able to tweak as necessary, pick up on what needs to be changed. You know, I think that works, but as we grow, I think as you know, we dump more barrels, I'm not going to be able to have that opportunity to do that. So I'm just trying to think uh, like long-term, like, you know, and like train now for, for the later. Gotcha. I, and I, I, I guess I see that. And I kind of thought of that, like, as I asked the question, like, well, also kind of at least kill the whole rush of the, uh, the spontaneity of, all right, you know, we just walked in there, what I was feeling in that day, in that moment. And I liked it. And I said, let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess at the same time, as you speak on, you know, growing in bigger batches and more barrels at, at some point, you know, you're going to come in and, how many barrels is, is too many to where you don't walk out and go, uh, ugh. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to, you're going to have to say, you know, put a thousand gallons of that in. Just think on the fly. I love the adrenaline rush too during the process. It's, it's amazing. And no, makes, I, I you, see that eating, makes you, makes you, yeah, <laughs> forklifts going around, you know, like just <laughs> barrels being dumped, rolling past you. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> Almost like one of those, uh, what is it, the uh, the TV shows where you know, folks have the timer and you have to cook this and that in a certain amount of time. And, you know, when they blow the whistle, and, all right, that's it, man. You either got it or you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Iron like, Chef, dude. Iron Chef. Great Supermarket sweep. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. I think yeah. the tough thing, I, I listen to all of this, and I know how bad Zeke wants to get in and blend and you know, professionally because I think that's where he has a lot more fun. And it's funny, even just on the screen, the way I'm looking at it, and I don't know if it's the same for you guys, Mike and I are on the left on mine, and Zeke and and Danny are on the right. And I think as much as I love blending and as much as I love playing around with it, I mean, we both know, we're all four of us know what side I would be on. And I think Mike and I would be on the same side, you know, pushing the sales, and you guys would rather be back. In the workshop. Yeah. With everybody would rendezvous at 8 a.m., most two assholes would peace out and just go like play 18 holes or something and, you know, 
eat, drink, whatever, come back. Like, you guys got this done yet or what? Like, no. But we could be making <laughs> phone calls. I mean, Mike and I would be on the course actually on calls. Making deals, dude. Just making deals. Getting product moved. I mean, if I happen oh, yeah. to have a, a you know a driver in my hand while I'm doing it, then so be it. One of my favorite terms that I've, since I've been in this, uh, one of my favorite terms is uh, a lot of our distributors use this. They're like, oh, we just got a three-case drop. Oh, this account, three-case drop. And I don't know why. I just thought that term drop was so You loved awesome. it. For so now I use it. It's all I you use it all the time. I'm like, dude, we're going to get a five-case drop there. It's going to be great. <laughs> what about the well? What about the well? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The well on-premise. Put me in the well. How do we get in the well? <laughs> you just find these yeah. terms. It's like... At first, I feel like it's, do you know what this term actually means? Or are you just saying it because somebody else said it first? <laughs> dude, it took me like two months to figure out what O&D was. I was like, O&D? I'm like, dude. That, and I kept thinking, because I remember the advertising world, OMD. OMD is a big advertising agency. So I was like, OMD? I thought they were saying OMD. No, they were saying O-N-D. I'm like, finally, I was like, dude, what are you guys talking about? They're like, oh, it's the holiday season, October, November, December. And I was like, I used that term incorrectly about 97 times. So, yeah, it's like crazy. There's all these people, and, and Zeke doesn't see this side of it again. There's all these people that want to work with us, and they talk about, like, how do we get UGC? And it's all these, like, you know, advertising yeah, yeah, yeah. terms and things like that. And I'm like, UGC, UGC, what the hell is UGC? <laughs> And then I find myself Googling these terms and it was user generated content. And I'm like, where did, like, why? Please stop using acronyms because this is not what I do every <laughs> single day. Oh my God. So many I acronyms. know. UGC, that's a good one. I remember that one too. That, that was like a three month curveball for me. <laughs> There's a lot of curveballs. I wish somebody, like, before they sent emails, it's like, P.S. Anything I've said in this email, I've also included a translation dictionary that will help <laughs> yeah, you yeah, out with yeah, anything yeah. you need. <laughs> so what's your, I mean, we obviously know Danny's favorite part is blending. Mike's favorite part is selling. What do you guys get to do together that really bonds you two together and brings you closer besides drinking? Well, okay, uh, you know, I think anytime you're starting a business, it's easy just to rush into it. You pick, you know, you go with, you, you kind of, you and a buddy find up, come up with an idea and you go with it. But, um, you know, once you get into the weeds of things and you're really kind of building a business, it's got its ups and downs, it's got its challenges. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. And a lot of it is how well you work with one another. I think a lot of the stuff Danny and I do together has to do with the final product. Taste is huge. Um, Products, everything for us, we always, you know, we want to make sure under any circumstance we're putting out the best possible product that we can, that we as a company can put out. And that started, I mean, I mean, the great example, Danny, you remember uh, the first day of our production. So batch one, day one, we were so excited, like running this stuff. And we had no idea. They go, all right, what's your process for blending? And I'm like, process, like, I don't know, you tell me. And it was uh, it was a tough it was a tough day, and we still have those cases sitting in our warehouse. <laughs> like I'm telling you, real tough. Um, I mean, it's not even it just came out terrible. And so I don't know, Danny. I mean, I think we we do a lot with operations together, pay, like accounts payable, accounts receivable, permits. Uh, we pick each other's brains. I'm like, dude, do you think we do this? And I'm like, you know, make sure I'm not going crazy. 
Um, we're dealing with a lot of the loans right now, you know, a lot of these SBA loans. So like everything, you know, a lot of the operational stuff. Yeah. And product. Yeah. I mean, product's a good, a good point. You know, Mike's, need to, uh, Mike dreams it, you know, we build it. You need to go pull those cases and just take them over to Danny's and let him tinker around with that and some other random newer stuff you guys have and, and figure out how to just re-blend them. Then. Don't let anything go to waste. Shit, man. Well, yeah. So we did just get our DSP in New Jersey. Very exciting stuff. That's been a big project on our queue. We have, uh, you know, we have a warehouse and the warehouse is actually equipped to, it used to be an alcohol chemical factory. And so it, it's actually all set up. And so we spent, you know, the last month putting together our application. We got approved for our DSP uh, on Monday and which is, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, now we got to deal with the state of New Jersey. So that'll take another six months, uh, you know, but the idea is eventually we're going to be able to, to take that off of our inventory and, and use it into some reblend that we could do at our own facility. Congrats. Yeah, thank yeah, you. So we'll have like a small bottling operation. We'll be able sure. to do single um, barrels, kind of do R&D. Most importantly, R&D. It looks like a chem lab in my in my kitchen right now. It'd be nice to have a place for that. <laughs> it can also be like the Sopranos of the bourbon industry. I mean, you guys are. So I don't even know how many DSPs are there in New Jersey. What DSP number are you? I'll have to look. It's on my computer. It was, uh, but it does, it's DSP NJ. You don't already have a tattoo of your DSP number yet. Let, let me tell you something. It's not official because I still have a huge headache because I got to get now go through the state of New Jersey. So there's still a huge amount of work to do because we have to finalize this with Jersey, which will take six, seven months. We've had probably four calls with the ABC in New Jersey this week alone. So you Jersey boys, when this happens, I mean, how do you celebrate? Do you GTL? Totally. Yeah, we do vodka Red Bulls down the shore, fist bumps. Jager bombs? <laughs> Jager bombs. Jager bombs, baby. Bob, my protein. Did you just ask what GTL was? Yeah, I can't place it in my head. Jim Tan Laundry. Jim Tan Laundry, bro. The TV show Jersey Shore. Why would I ever watch that? (laughs) We used to do a drinking game to it in downtown Nashville at Piranhas, and we would watch Jersey Shore, and any time they did a GTL, you had to finish your drink. (laughs) Which was basically the whole show. No, I mean, because sometimes they'd do gym and they'd tan, but they'd forget to do the laundry or something. Like, to get the actual trifecta in one show was, they talked about GTL, but very rarely did they all GTL in one show. They were fake GTLing it. Well, no, because a a lot of editing, they could have actually GTL'd, but, like, the editing, they'll only show them go to the gym or then go to the tanning bed, but like they never always showed gym tan laundry. So when they did, it was like, oh, you got to finish your drink. You know, John, all those uh, people magazines you have in the bathroom, I just assumed they were the wife to begin with, but now I'm going to have to totally rethink this whole setup. I love how you're trying to give me crap, but we don't even have any magazines in the bathroom. Do you actually get magazines still delivered to your house? I do too. Zeke, I'm with you, man. I get a ton of magazines. I get yeah, one. Mike sends them to my house too. <laughs> I get one magazine delivered to our house, and that is Garden and Gun, and that is it. Well, he, that. That's, that's what he signed me up for. That is the only <laughs> magazine I get is Garden and Gun. You don't get uh, fine gardening. No. I get fine gardening, dude. I'm all about. I, I like fine gardening. I got Garden and Gun. I got a lot of the whiskey ones. Um, you are such a Harry. fancy guy. It, it's okay. <laughs> I, we know this. 
but I'm a big gardener, dude. I got a great garden at my house. I, in my spare time, I, I'm, I've got a vegetable garden that I am like insane about. I think it's I may own- get bourbon plus. I think I get bourbon plus and gardening gun. I think those are the two. Well, you know, if I get bored and find an extra, uh, you know, $20 in my pocket, at least I know what next uh, prank move to pull on John now. <laughs> oh, it'll be something really good. Don't you worry, bud. Great idea. <laughs> oh, oh I, nice, Danny. Please remember, Zeke, that I have a four-year-old daughter. I mean, John, if it was something that bad, they come in like a, a sleeve or something. You, you can't see it from that, you know, naked eye. <laughs> I didn't even, even know that they come in sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> For a few years, I, I kept the uh, fraternity uh, for the pharmacy guys in Athens. I, I, I paid for the Playboy for a few years for them. Just like, all right, just cut the check. Who cares? It'll, it'll give the kids something to, uh, to read when they're not studying, which is hopefully more times than not. Holy crap. There's Danny sent it over. There's 21,058 distilleries in New Jersey. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Well, you never know what number they started with. They started with number one. No, um, some states don't. They'll bump it up to like a random number and just kind of go from there. But keep in mind, New Jersey, we had a lot of distilleries in the 1920s, 1910s that were all like, you know, these are all like gangster run, you know, distilleries, like uh, Boardwalk Empire. Well, you um, also don't know how many distilleries could be a DSP, but it's not actually producing whiskey. So it's exactly. just a distilling spirits plant. Or it could be industrial. I yeah. mean, there is a huge industrial side of New Jersey. Massive. Industrial. It's typically connected to a garbage truck company. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we got we to gotta have you guys out to Jersey, man, sometime. Yeah. We have a good time. I mean, there's no better time to go than when I'm wearing a face mask already. So <laughs> I think that's perfect. Let's do it. I'd like to get Zeke down the shore. Uh, dude, Zeke, we'll, we'll have a blast, buddy. I would pay to see Zeke go crazy on the Jersey Shore. I think that sounds like a perfect weekend trip for us sometime. For, for, yeah. Full redneck, uh, it always pulls him in. Yeah, Zeke, Hell you yeah, need to wear your Taconic pullover, the, the Taconic camo. So Taconic Distillery gave Zeke, oh, he's got it right there. Oh, oh nice. That's ridiculous. It's the real tree camo pullover and zeke wears that constantly and to the point where like if he's in the forest i can't see him (laughs) and everywhere i go like i usually get pretty good cred for uh just like the redneckness but if i go back home all my boys give me shit like what is that son like us (laughs) you left you live in the city guys we've been going for a while let's have a little bit of fun zeke already played this before so he doesn't have to play this let's play this or that are you guys ready let's do it hell yeah this works better when you don't think about it too much just say the first thing that comes to your head danny you go first cat or dog dog mike dog pop music or rock music pop (laughs) rock (laughs) damn it pancakes or waffles pancakes waffles man you guys are just the complete are opposite of each other. We really are. Tea or coffee? Tea, coffee. <laughs> really? Dang. Are you serious? I've never had a cup of coffee. We're going to talk about good, this later. Good man. <laughs> this is why he's doing the blending. This all makes sense now. Jesus Christ. Don't you guys so love funny. this? You learn so I feel like you guys are going to learn about each other more. Uh, Coke or we Pepsi? Coke. Coke. 
All right. Okay. You, All right. You agree on that? We agree on something. All right. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Ooh. Ooh. Boat or a plane? Boat. Boat. Is it my plane? <laughs> G6, baby. Yeah, G6. Superman yeah. or Batman? Batman. Uh, Batman. How can you not? I'm just saying, I'm thinking, I'm playing devil's advocate here. At least Superman had Lois Lane. Batman didn't really have anyone. What? Mm-hmm. No, he was a loner. Yeah. Totally. I mean, he had randoms here and there, but he never had one person like Lois. But Superman's got, he's what about got Alfred? He's got to deal with kryptonite. Yeah. Like he has something that is going to. But Batman had to deal with, he was the only regular person. Like he wasn't, Batman just made a suit where Superman was born that way. But Batman, but Batman had his own little cave. Superman was changing in like random places. Batman was able to go rogue simply because he wasn't born with the powers. He, he designed and came up with it all on his own. So he was able to say, F it. I'm, I'm not indebted to anybody. I chose to do this. Like, I choose to peace out on you. In the morning, you got to go. We're done. Like, yeah. <laughs> all of the superheroes, they, they have some weird conscious aspect. We're like, no, I, I can't do that to her. It'd be wrong. Sorry. It's funny that, that this is the topic that we really dove into out of coffee and tea or any of those. Well, you guys were going to take up coffee and tea later. Has anyone said Pepsi? Because I feel like when you say Coke or Pepsi, the default, I mean, is Coke. Like, when you grow up in the South, no matter what you drank, it was Coke. Somebody like said Pepsi. I forget who, but somebody said Pepsi. Weird. Right. I, I, I'm good for about four Diet Cokes a day, easily. And you're still skinny. I hate you. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally mustard. I eat mustard sandwiches at like midnight. Yeah. All right. Bagels or toast? Bagels. Bagels. If you guys said anything different, I would have been... We're from Jersey, so I know we got great bagels. Sweet or salty? Sweet, salty. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking 99% corn right now. All right, breakfast or dinner? Dinner, 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 dinner. Breakfast. <laughs> Candy. I'm digital or analog that. watch? Analog. Ooh, I, I was gonna say digital. I can't. I can't do digital. I have an analog watch too. I I love it. Scooby Doo or Tom and Jerry? Scooby Doo. Scooby-Doo. All right, that's it. I think that's enough. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> we learned something new about both of you. Serious, I learned a lot. That's like how me and Mike are in general. Mike, well, should we go left or right? I'm left, he's right, and then we somehow figure out which way we're going. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. It's like a, we'll get there. I love that we learned so much about you, and I also love that Penelope Bourbon is doing well. You were saying to to us before we got on this whole thing with the quarantine. I mean, you've seen a lot of your business go online throughout this whole process. So the reason I bring that up is there's a lot of people outside of those states that you mentioned that can get you. So where can people get you now? I mean, right now, I mean, the minute the quarantine hit, uh, especially in New Jersey, it was like mid-March, we fast-tracked everything online, our entire business we prioritize. So it's, you know, the seal box, the wine.com, caskers, Flaviar, mashing grape, all those good, uh, good folks can, uh, can, you can get it online in basically all 50 states. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait till you guys get down here again. You can find you at Penelope bourbon on Instagram, right? Where else can the folks find you? We posted a great video today. We had a, we, we did a, we did a fun group video past the Penelope it was uh, it was a lot of fun, so we had a good time with it. Mike, Danny, thank you. 
It's been a pleasure having, having you on. Want to let you know that all of our glassware is brought to you by distilleryproducts.com. They are awesome people. Janie, Carson, Vicky, all the folks over at distilleryproducts.com. They're your place to go for wholesale laser edge glassware, whether or not it's a Glen, it's a Wee Glen, it's the neat glass, it's the tipsy glass, it's the dram, it's the Tua, whatever it is, they have it. They have flask decanters. Check them out. If you want me to hook you up with them, please feel free to send me an email. I am happy to pass it along to them to make sure that you are taken care of from the good folks at distilleryproducts.com. We really, really enjoy working with them and they've become better friends than anything throughout this sponsorship. So thank you, distilleryproducts.com. You can find us at Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook, Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Instagram, Bourbon Dads on Twitter. Download us wherever you download your podcasts. Mike, Danny, thank you one more time. Yeah, great to be back, guys. Thank you very much. Amazing. Thanks a lot. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? <laughs> you, can, uh, you know, always find us in good old Nashville, Tennessee. And as Mike just mentioned, um, if you're quarantined, not able to go to the store and stare at the shelf for 30 minutes like normal before you decide what to buy, this is probably a product you haven't had. It's available to most states. Just hit up the online retailers he mentioned. I'm pretty certain you'll be uh, happy with your purchase. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao.